This is exactly right. My favorite murder mini That's right. We read your shit back to you. It's another week. It's another pile of shit we read at you. <laughs> Are you ready? Thank you for thank you. Thank you for your ears and uh, and eyes. No. And well, they're looking somewhere. I'm glad they're there. It's great. And if one's popped out, pop it back in. <gasps> <laughs> okay, I do have an eyeball story. Oh, do it. You go. You okay. want to go first this time? Whatever you. If I don't have a good ending, do you? Okay. I think I do. Okay, great. <laughs> so when then you do go first? I'll go first then, so you can end it. <laughs> right? Yes. Or do you still want to go first? I just couldn't figure the math out. You can go first and last if you want. No, I, I would not like that. <laughs> that would make me feel bad. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to go first because my all my stories are terrible. Great. And I don't have a, like, a lighthearted ending. Great. Okay, so this is called Hometown I Survived slash I Might Go Into Labor at Your Show. <laughs> Ooh. Karen, Georgia, and gang. And then it says, sorry, I suck at intros. Disagree. That was great. I liked it. It That's was all inclusive. We want. Um, I thought I would share my hometown I survived story that made me a murderino as just a young preteen. I wish that I could find more details on it, but it was before the internet. <laughs> I grew up before the internet. Yeah. I grew up going to sporting events for my twin brother, and most of my entertainment came from eavesdropping on the mom's talking gossip. Hell yeah. That's right. Turns out one of the moms had recently been stalked by some guy. One night she was sleeping on the couch waiting for her husband to get off and was awoken by the sound of duct tape being ripped no she came to realize that there was a man in her house i don't know the details of the fight except that she ended up grabbing his eyeballs which sent him running down the street screaming in pain good she called 911 and the man was arrested my mom's other friends served on the jury that found him guilty evidently he had been stalking her for a while had broken into her house when she was alone uh turned the tv up and closed the kids bedrooms doors and was planning to rape her who knows what would have happened if she hadn't fought back. That badass survived by grabbing his eyeballs. Hell yeah. In retrospect, the story may be the reason why I'm always paranoid that I have a stalker. <laughs> always looking... F- uh, anyways, looking forward to your Houston show in May. My husband surprised me with tickets, even though it's a four-hour trip and I will be nine months pregnant. <gasps> Girl, it's like a contest. <laughs> We joke about how great of a story it would be to go into labor at your show, but not really. Baby Link hears your voices every day. Disagree. So he will be likely be born a murderino. Yes. A baby Reno. Stay sexy (laughs) and don't get murdered because you went for the eyeballs. Al. Um, Al, I would just like to point out. Is that Al or AI? AI? Like artificial intelligence? Maybe. Do you think a computer wrote us that, that hometown? <laughs> computer generated hometowns. It's the wave of the future. Here's all the things you like. Eyeballs, fear, defense, self-defense. Babies going into labor. Eyes going everywhere. Um, that the sound of ripping duct tape <gasps> is one of the scary. It wasn't until she just stated it. You were like that. What a horrifying sound to wake up to the like opening of duct, the like peeling. <sighs> yeah. 
peeling because off. what else would it be it's not someone going oh i just have to tape down these roof shingles or some <laughs> shit like that hey i'm in your house while you're sleeping yeah and it's like you can't do it quietly it's like purposefully loud to scare the shit out of you that's right you can't quietly rip duct tape no i've tried it many times no you can it it won't rip that way no you have to go loud and proud chainsaw style with any duct tape and then you got to go for the eyeballs and I also was thinking, because the eyeballs are the most painful, but you know, every once in a while, I don't know if this happens to you, Georgia, but you reach into your nostril because <laughs> oh. you just want to scratch or pick or do something and you scratch your inside. Uh-huh. Or you got a zit in there. Ugh. It's the most painful place to get a zit. I would imagine sticking your finger up someone's nose and scratching the <sighs> inside would be very effective. How about both your pinkies clonk right in the ear holes? Ooh, Ooh, yeah. Punk. Shove them as far... Because you're not supposed to put anything in your right. ear holes. Especially other people's pinkies that maybe have very nicely manicured pinky nails yeah, on them. Clunk. And scratching right around. under the ear holes. Right in there. All right. And also, don't be afraid to just hurt their feelings. Because <laughs> that'll stop a guy in his tracks right quick. Say something rude. Oh, you're not that smart. Oh, you're less smart than I thought. Oh, you don't seem successful to me. Mm-hmm. Boom, he's down on his knees. Oh, you took the 405 to the 101? You absolutely should have what? taken it to the 405 to the 101. You should have taken it to the 10. Are you a fool? Oh my God, who does that? Ruined. He'll never Goodbye. get back up. <laughs> he deserves it. <clears throat> Ready? I lived with a cult because the rent was cheap and other stories from my coworker. <laughs> Hi, various humans and animals. I live in the glorious green part of the country known as the Pacific Northwest, which means everyone has some sort of connection to a serial killer. My uncle was best friends with one of Ted Bundy's victims. I regularly see Amanda Knox at my local grocery store. That kind of thing. Wow. We got to move to the Pacific Northwest. (laughs) We should. We should have a summer home there. Yeah. But some of my very favorite stories come from my coworker. She's not someone you'd expect to have strange stories. She's this super nice momish woman who's constantly trying to get you to eat because she thinks you're she thinks you're always hungry <laughs> but from what i can tell she's had a life capital l before coming in to work at the bakery wow during slow patch at work one day i like that idea it's a slow patch yeah um you're just driving through a work field and here's a patch of slowness <laughs> Um, me and my supervisor were talking about Ted Bundy and cults, as you do. And my coworker casually brought up the fact that when she was in her 20s, she rented a room from the local cult, the Love Family. Mm-mm. My reaction was naturally sheer delight. And she hastened to explain she wasn't actually in the cult. She just rented a room from them because it was cheap. <laughs> and then while my supervisor and I were processing that bit of information, she also told us that at her old job, she was the one who processed the photos of Ted Bundy's execution. <gasps> What? Yeah. Our reactions quickly turned to something closer to horror as she described a uh, uh, trigger warning. Okay. His fried head. Ooh. And then she just walked away <laughs> as if she hadn't just dropped two very fascinating pieces of information about herself. It makes me wonder what else she's done that she hasn't told us. Uh, I hope to see y'all the next time you come to Seattle. SSDGM. Anya. Oh my goodness. Anya, I feel like there are backup emails. There are, there are part two, three, and fours that you can send us. And we need the name of the bakery. Yes. We need their Yelp rating and we need to and go in need, there immediately and we need her autobiography that's right because those are amazing i mean so good renting a room with the cult is a more interesting story than coming being in a cult yeah because yes. you know what you're doing yes you're aware and, and you're it's like, also like are you okay right what are you you're walking a line as if to say 
I'm going to be in this world the most dangerous way possible yeah. without without participating entirely. And I am so confident in myself that I'm not going to be join this fucking cult. Yes. That I'm, it doesn't matter. Or maybe she was just on a ton of acid and she just <laughs> needed somewhere to sleep. Maybe she was in the cult and just didn't realize it. <laughs> maybe she's bad at being in a cult. Right. Do you have to acknowledge you're in a cult? To, you don't have to be like, I'm joining a cult. I feel like acknowledgement is a huge part of cults. Okay. So like, she couldn't really have just been being in it. about it. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. She couldn't have been like, oh, that's that girl that doesn't really like the cult. Right. They will suss you out yeah. in the, the heads of those Maybe cults. she was the head of the cult and she just didn't know it. Oh my God. That's the most powerful position to be in where you're not attached to yes. the label of who, quote unquote, who yeah. you think we you are. We don't like labels. No, I'm not. I'm certainly not the leader of this cult. Yeah. You're the leader. Right. I'm your We follower. all lead ourselves yes. in this lifetime. Take more acid. Job says. Trip out more. Turns out she never lived with that cult. It was just her family home. <laughs> she was just so <laughs> She was married. She was married. She had three children. They drove her insane. She thought it was a cult. Oh, she was so high. <laughs> the, the cult of motherhood. <laughs> oh, my God. I, we figured Betsy out. And I love it. Okay. Here's another uh, defense story. Great. Um, it's an, And it'll give you another place to grab. Okay. <laughs> Truly. Hey, folks, it's me again, writing in with yet another story. So sorry, but no, I won't stop writing in. See, we don't know who you are, and we don't read all the emails. No. So if you feel bad about writing 10 different times, we'll never know. Also, a great piece of writing advice that I got long ago is write down what you want to write and then cut out like 70% of it. <laughs> Could just tell people what they need to yeah, know. Yeah. Maybe it was Hemingway who said that. <laughs> but fucking... Or one of his cats. Don't worry about... you. The last thing in the world you need to be worried about is that you're showing up too much in our email account yeah. that has uh, probably, what, over 20,000 emails million, in it at this point? Probably a million. Pro easily a million. Yeah. <laughs> including all those Kohl's promo emails. That's right. That Get one time we bought one thing. You sign up for one Kohl's cash credit card. <laughs> you're done for. Okay. So I was catching up on my mini-sodes and I heard yet another story of self-defense. Uh Yes. My husband is an active duty Marine and is also an instructor of Marine Corps martial arts. Hell yes. Yes. So naturally, he's equipped me with some basic self-defense information. For instance, I'm about half his size, but I can effortlessly knock him on his ass or flip him over my back if need be. What? Sign us up. <laughs> Sorry. Ha Marine Corps self-defense. Yeah. It's its own type. Yeah. It's Marines, its own area. They're fucking tough. We should get, see if my brother learned anything when he was in the Marines. Was he in the Marines? Yeah. Did he get big biceps? No, but he makes a, he makes a mean bed. <laughs> Tight corners. Tight corners. Nurses corners. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, he's good at that. Um, for, okay. Da, 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 da. Okay. No, and I'm not even that strong. However, he's also taught me some easy to remember basic moves that cause a bit more damage, but require half the effort slash training to remember how to do it. Those are the ones I need. That's I don't, absolutely my thing. Yeah. Especially because I don't really know what, what part of the body is where, you know. Right. I don't, I don't know. Especially if you're screaming and your eyes are closed. Exactly. My favorite is the trachea grab. Oh, shit. Here we go. So I went to a nightclub with my friend, the murderina who turned me on to your podcast years ago, and we got drunk and had a good time. <laughs> we stayed until closed because, well, it was the only nightclub in the world's smallest town and we had nothing else to do. So my friend Jamie got way too drunk. And as we were all ushered out of the club and on into the back alley to wait for their, our rides, me and Jamie found a spot off to the side where she could sit while I called a cab. 
the, uh, I made the phone call and turned around to let her know how long it would be when, to my surprise, there was a fellow club goer coaxing Jamie into his cab. Oh, my God. He had the back door open and was trying to get her up off the floor and into the back seat. I came up to him like, uh, yo, dude, what's going on? To which he replied, oh, my girlfriend just had too much to drink. I have to get her home to sleep it off. Mm-mm. So smooth, right? If she hadn't been my best friend uh, and with and there with me, I might have actually believed him. However, that was my Jamie and he was trying to take her from me. Instead of screaming for help, telling the man that she was with me or the hundred other things I could have done in the moment, <laughs> the only thing I could think to do was injure the man yes. trying to do horrible things to my sweet baby Jamie. Me. So I went for it. I lunged at him and my hand went right for the throat. As instructed by my husband so many times in our practice sessions, my fingers did not go around the throat, but instead dug into either side of the creepo's Adam's <laughs> apple. Yes. I shoved them in and grabbed as hard as I could, and he immediately started shoving me and ripping at my hand. I let go as a bouncer came jogging up to see what was going on. Bouncer asked if we were all right. Creepo guy waved him off since, you know, he couldn't talk anymore. Yes. Got in his cab and left. I promptly started hyperventilating and explained to the bouncer what had just happened. He helped me bring Jamie closer to the back door of the club and waited there with us and the rest of the stragglers until our cab arrived. Jamie and I made it home safely that night. Fun fact, my husband told me that with enough pressure, you can permanently damage or even crush a trachea. (laughs) That's right. Stay sexy and go directly for the trachea, Jenny. I love that she just did it. She didn't ask him any questions. Say, no, she's not. No, no. She didn't try to enter a logic conversation with a sociopath who was already ready for any question or thing. Totally. Clearly lying to her face. Probably done it before. He's so smooth about it. Yeah. I love it. She just, it's like you're you're already taking my friends. Yeah. Here is the consequences of the very bad thing you're trying to do yeah it's not logic trick but here's what i also would say if you're at a club and you're gonna go, go call a cab you nuzzle right under that bouncer's that, armpit yeah and you stay with him until that cab especially if you have a drunk friend yeah because it's too much to manage yeah. and you shame him you're gonna let us go sit in the back alley and wait for a cab you yes. need to, i need you big strong man to come with me yes exactly that's what bouncers are that's, there for yeah and a lot of times they're just standing there looking for some i mean like i love that that guy's spotted it and ran over yeah. but i mean stay stick toward the stick to the door there's no reason to wander off Ugh. and be independent after the club closes well i'm really worked up about this <laughs> a lot of club rules please read my book club rules with a z <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, this is from um the person we met in the pittsburgh vip uh meet and greet cool um, subject line is the library murder files and the red toenail murder. What? Hi, Karen and Georgia and Steven and new Steven J oh, question yeah. mark. <laughs> we told the Pittsburgh about Jay. Yes. We, we have were, a new assistant. That's right. Because Steven has been, um, promoted and is now the head engineer of the exactly right podcast and network. He just couldn't deal with us anymore. And he is so sick of our emails. <laughs> Well, I should say your emails. Not, uh, <laughs> no, not your. Oh, the audiences. Was, I'm like, what? Do I do that? No, I'm in them. But <laughs> got it, got it, got it. So the new Steven is Jay. Yeah, welcome who, to the family. Jay. He's the picker, and he's great. Yes. Um. Okay. And who? And then? And whoever else reads these? Well, don't start getting paranoid. It's just Jay now. No, it's just Jay. Sometimes it's, Steven. Sometimes right. me late at night when I can't sleep and need horrible stories. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You just go through. Uh huh. Okay. It was so nice meeting both of you and saying hi to fellow former Michiganer Vince hmm. at Friday's VIP meet and greet in Pittsburgh. I'm sure it can't be easy to have a hundred people throw their nervous energy at you for an hour. It sounds like an anxious person's nightmare, but we're also appreciative. 
What are you talking we about? Love it. They fuck it. It's like people coming to brush your hair for an hour. <laughs> Couldn't be better. I'm the librarian who blurted out a fast story about the research collection of, quote, murder files in our local history room. The files tell the stories of more than 300 murders spanning the 1830s to present day, just from within our rural county, an hour north of Pittsburgh. Wow. The files were compiled by a couple of very cool retired volunteers. I absolutely lucked out in inheriting responsibility for this collection as part of the job, and we've helped several people gain some closure by helping them learn about family members who were victims. <gasps> Amazing. Um, P.S. Feel free to steal the work of my volunteers if you ever come back to the Berg for another live show. They think what you do is awesome, even though they don't quite understand what a podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them it's just like terrestrial radio. Um, anyway, here's one of my favorite stories from our files, which the Pittsburgh newspapers all sensationally dubbed the Red Toenail Murder. Mm. In October 1951, 19-year-old Nancy Rebilis and her 24-year-old husband, Ed, got into an argument because Nancy wanted to go to a dance that weekend. According to Ed, Nancy refused to promise to dance with him because he was short. What? And it made her self-conscious. Oh, it's man. they're married Pro problems but that sounds like a dude with issues about his height projecting his own bullshit mm. on someone else yeah during the argument ed knocked mary unconscious <gasps> then suffocated her oh. the next morning ed went to nancy's parents house for breakfast and told them she'd run off overnight ed played the part of the worried husband and filed a missing persons report at which point the police asked him to take a lie detector test but ed refused saying he was quote too nervous mm. Within a few weeks of Nancy's, quote, disappearance, he enlisted in the Air Force and skipped town to Texas. Wow. Fast forward to spring of 1952, so like a year later, a farmer walking his property line spots a flash of bright red in the trees and goes closer to investigate. It's a woman's foot with a bright red toenail polish. He's found Nancy. Ed buried her in a shallow grave on this farm property. Pennsylvania State Police flew to Texas, where Ed continued to deny knowing anything about his wife until they showed him pictures of her body, at which point he confessed. Ed returned to Butler County to stand trial, and it um, and it marked the first trial in the county where a taped confession was played as evidence. Mm. Ed was found guilty, but disappointingly only served six what? years for Nancy's death. Margaret. And that was Margaret's... Oh. Uh, from the from the historical Margaret. files, God, like he could have gone on and gotten married again and had kids, and oh yeah, like no one would ever know. That easy, that... easy peasy. Six years, six fucking years wow. for murder. They must have like plea. They plead all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they plead in their pants. <laughs> <laughs> This is serious. Stop it. This is serious. Stop it. <coughs> this is a murder podcast. Stop it. <laughs> Act like a grown up. Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. 
I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter promo code space 80. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient made in cookware. Made in was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Maiden. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Okay. Okay. Here we go. This is okay. I'm not gonna tell you this. Hello, MFM crew.
I recently remembered this story and thought I would share it with you. When I was a junior in high school, I started working graveyard shifts for a Greyhound affiliate bus line in the middle of nowhere, Idaho. Hold on. In <laughs> in high school? Yeah. She says so many red flags. I know. Yes. God. So many. Graveyard shift graveyard in high school. Graveyard in, in high school at a, gra- at a Greyhound affiliate. So it's not even like a full-fledged Greyhound in the middle of nowhere. I think there's over five different horror movies that start like this. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. That's true. Here's one of them. Okay. One night I was working by myself at the Greyhound Depot. The last round of passengers had just loaded their bus, and as I started to lock up the depot, the phone rang. I answered, and the person on the other line said, Hello, ma'am. My name is, we'll call him Bob, with the FBI. My first instinct was to hang up because we received a lot of prank calls, but something about this felt different. The next sentence he spoke left the hair on the back of my neck reaching to high heaven. We have reason to believe that there is a very dangerous and potentially armed man on one of your buses. Uh-oh. Quick side note, because you can board a Greyhound bus with cash and leave absolutely no paper trail, Greyhound is usually the preferred form of travel for people who have found themselves on a do-not-fly list. Mm. Fugitives, convicted felons, drug dealers, registered sex offenders, etc. Because of this, I was pretty tight with the local police, but a call from the FBI was a new experience. Again, high school students. (laughs) Great graveyard high school student. Pretty tight with the police. Where are your parents? Listen. Okay. Look. Bob gave me a description of the man, and to my horror, it matched the description of a man who had been sitting less than two feet away from me just minutes earlier. Mm -mm. He asked me to put him on hold and contact the driver of the bus to confirm that this person was indeed there. I called the driver, Paul, and described the man to him. Paul confirmed that the man, they never told me his name, they just called him X, was sitting on the very, in the very front row of the bus and that there was a child with him. I relayed this to Bob, and then I found myself caught in the middle of a joint FBI, SWAT, and police operation. Oh, girl! Uh uh-huh. Paul had or ju- guy. I think Ashland girl. Okay. Um, but, 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 but Paul had just pulled off to the first stop and was getting ready to leave. Law enforcement wanted him to stay put to decrease the chances of anything happening to the innocent passengers on board the bus. Oh. They were sending a team to pick up X and would be there in less than 10 minutes. I called Paul and told him in no uncertain terms that he was not to move the damn bus until X was no longer on board, said an 11th grader. <laughs> per, per Bob's order. Listen to me, Paul. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> if you have not freaking bus. I am not a sophomore anymore. Yeah. I am a senior. Like, this is not an LOL situation. <laughs> this is real. <laughs> Look, FaceTime me. We'll talk about it on FaceTime. That's right. But take FaceTime off your phone because people can spy on <laughs> you. They can spy on you. It's true. <laughs> Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, per, per Bob's order, I gave Paul a rundown of the situation and asked him to keep an eye on the child. I gave Paul an excuse to tell the passengers and kept him on the phone for about five minutes, completely faking a conversation about weather delays and an accident on the I-15. After a little over 15 minutes, the law enforcement team arrived and X was taken into custody. It was pretty dramatic and there was a taser involved, but not a single innocent passenger was harmed. Turns out X was heavily armed and was running from his ex-wife and parole officer. Then she writes two different people. (laughs) Gotta hope. Beautiful. Across state lines. He was a registered sex offender and was the prime suspect in a rape turned murder investigation. The child was his, though he did not have custody. I have no idea what happened to him and I don't know his name and I haven't been able to find out any additional information after x had been removed from the bus paul continued on his route as normal and route route and i locked up the depot and went home to finish a book report for my 11th grade english class are you fucking kidding me she wasn't even a senior Uh uh-huh she was truly she was a junior (laughs) she was a junior in high school that's 
so nuts. Mm, it's not okay. I told my parents. Like, Hold on, let me get the SWAT team back on the phone. <laughs> I, she should have become a, a dispatcher. Yeah, she'd have been good at that. Well, she already was one. Maybe she's just like, no, nah, I tried it. Yeah, it uh, I tried that when I was a junior. I told my parents all about what happened, and needless to say, quit shortly after <laughs> and found a much more normal job that didn't require me to call the police on a weekly basis. At Claire's, <laughs> <laughs> just selling earrings That's like right. every other junior. Like, in high this school. is so boring. <laughs> I hate it. I when hate does it the SWAT here. team come? <laughs> I'm going to pull this fire alarm just for fun. I'm, I'm going to pierce a three-year-old's ears. <laughs> see if this will, I can't get the SWAT team over here. I need my adrenaline pumping. <laughs> Paul, the bus driver, also left the company around the same time. This was definitely one of the crazy experiences of my teenage life. <laughs> Though I yeah. hope, though I hope I have, I, though I hope I never have another run in with the FBI. Stay sexy and don't work graveyard shifts for Greyhound, Ashlyn. No problem, Ashlyn. <laughs> no problem. We never will never will do, do that, that. <laughs> especially in eleventh grade. <laughs> kind of badass. I mean, I, for real. Yeah, reminds me of my friend Christine Gooden, who in who always had a job, always, uh-huh. and she also was in high school, like a sophomore in high school, had a day runner. Remember those? Uh-huh. There was like a little book calendar oh, thing. Oh, my mom and dad had those up, like invested oh, in stocks, basically. So, so hilarious to me. A child of a day runner. Let me check my day runner. Okay. <laughs> okay, 16-year-old. Sounds great. CEO <laughs> and president of your own corporation. All right, I read that one already. Oh, here we go. Reread it. Let's have some fun. <laughs> but, Let's just be fun. But bring something different to it this time. Okay. Plead. <laughs> plead all over the place. Okay, stop. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm not going to redo the subject line. It ruins it. Hey, MFM fam. In Minnesota 82, you called for parents whose kids have accidentally been hurt. Uh, well, I have a pretty good one. I was a young single mom at 20 years old, and my son was three at the time. Oh, gosh. Yeah. We had moved in with my dad and stepmom and my four little brothers. Dad's house had five bedrooms with a loft-type room overlooking the living room. I was downstairs on the couch watching TV with my 12-year-old brother sitting in the recliner next to the couch. It happened in an instant. My son fell into my little brother's lap from the second-story loft. My brother and I looked at each other absolutely shocked. My son had fit his skinny little body in between the rails upstairs and cartwheeled off. Oh, my God. The scariest part was that if he had been one foot to the left, he would have landed on concrete floors because we had removed the carpet to install wood flooring. It could have been so much worse. I'm happy to report (laughs) that he escaped unscathed and is currently a healthy (laughs) (laughs) 19-year-old. I can hear it. A little kid slapping into her little Uh, brother's lap. Like, like just, like, clunk. The luck. The luck. Of it all. And the, like, fear. Yeah. Like, that would be a moment of gratitude and fear combined. And then the two of them looking at each other, like, oh, my God. And one of them's 12. One of them's 12. (laughs) Okay. Also, in the same minisode, you read a hometown where a man was stabbed 22 times and survived. You were talking about how much it would suck to be stabbed that many times and how long it would seem. Nick Swartzen talked about this in one of his comedy specials one time. My brain went right to it. (laughs) I'm positive that I do that constantly because I've been watching stand-up comedy for 30 fucking years. Tell other people's stories. So when things come up, I know that I will go into other people's bits that I've seen a bunch of times where it's like, oh, yeah, that you can't you can't help you can't help it look i'm a big fan of nick swartzen's and his comedy is mine um (laughs) thanks for the joy and the terror you bring to me every day because i'm still catching up and refuse to go out of order my best friend tried to get me to listen so long ago and i wouldn't take her advice until just a few months ago we just saw your live show together in indy and loved every minute of it stay sexy and maybe baby proof your loft railing (laughs) sarah oh my god (laughs) Oh, 
dear. Yes. That's hard. That's good. That's great. Uh, well, that's it. Oh, that's it. However. Yep. The, uh, everyone's favorite brand new podcast, Jensen and Holes, the murder squad. Um, episode two is uh up now yeah today make sure you subscribe we only put episode one in our feed so you have to go to theirs to subscribe go over there if you haven't gone over already and rate and review and subscribe and make them a hit because yeah. we love them and we support them it's so exciting yeah and thank you guys for listening write your emails to us at my favorite murder at gmail jay will keep track of those now that's right uh and stay sexy and don't get murdered goodbye, goodbye. elvis you want a cookie ah.